Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to Scenes of Beauty, a platform that is here to empower you to be your most authentic self and celebrate your own version of beauty, whatever that might be. I'm Chloe and I'm making it my mission to help you find and live your truest selves by connecting you with people that I believe live on their own terms. Each week I sit down with guests that are all designed to show you that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes and it means something completely different to every single one of us. Scenes of Beauty is a relatively new platform so I wanted to ask you all a little favour. My aim is to reach as many people as possible with my weekly episodes and the only way that I can do that is with your help. So if you're enjoying listening to the podcast and taking things away from it, please hit the subscribe button, share with friends and follow me on Instagram. It really helps with growing the podcast which in turn helps me to get bigger guests and share their stories even further. Hi guys, um... I just wanted to come on today and do a little solo episode because body image and I actually really don't like the phrase body image but bodies as a general topic is something that we've covered a bit on the Scenes of Beauty podcast but not actually dived into it and 
there might have been things that I've said or felt a type of way about um and it's been a big part of my life as I think it is for a lot of people especially women um and something that I think a lot of people listening to this podcast or people who do listen to scenes of beauty or follow me on social media I think it's something that is relevant um and I've gone to record this episode quite a few times or write about it or make content about it and I stop myself I even feel a little bit anxious talking about it today because it's defined me for pretty much all of my life and I am at a place now where I'm just so tired of um not doing things or feeling a certain way because of how I feel about my body and so I just kind of want to go on a journey of where I think that's come from and how that's built up and so you know I'm a 31 year old female um so I'm very much a millennial I'm really like a traditional millennial um I was I think for most of us like body issues start when we are younger um I'm getting really emotional to even thinking about this stuff. It's, it's yeah, it's honestly just been a big part of my life and I think I've missed out on a lot of, I think not life is, I think saying that I've missed out on a lot of life is is a bit deep, but I've missed out on a lot of stuff or not enjoyed stuff or not being in the moment because of weight. Um. So, yeah, so I grew up and I think as as a lot of women my age did in an era where our mums were constantly fighting for smaller bodies and were always on diets but unhealthy diets like Weight Watchers or sin counting on Slimming World or drinking shakes on Slim Fast and that's really the scope of what the diet culture was and going to aerobics and I don't know if anybody else's mum did this but Rosemary Connolly videos endlessly in the living room um and so that's kind of what I and I'm presuming a lot of other people grew up with um in terms of body and diet and how you should look and be smaller all the time um and then on a personal note I grew up I've got two siblings and my brother not so much now but he, when we were kids I'm quite a big I'm not a big girl I say I'm a big girl in my head I'm not I'm a very mid-size I'm a size 12 I I'm in good shape I'm healthy but I've always been I've got quite broad shoulders I'm tall um and my siblings were both really petite um and so from really young I was always teased about how big I was I wasn't only just a bit chubs I was big I'm just a big person I just am that's how I am built and it's something I constantly got teased about whether it was at home between my siblings or at school and I was always compared to the size of my brother and sister and was asked questions by people at school like how come your sister looks like she does and how come she's small and hot and how come you're not and that's literally what I got asked 
on a school bus one day by a boy who was, I think he was a couple of years older than me. And I just, it's just fucking shit that we are defined by what we look like in terms of body or definitely then we were. And I think we definitely still are. But for me, it's just been a huge factor and it decides my mood for the day and I'm just so over it. So yeah, so went to school and was always quite big um, and that's just kind of how it was and I accepted it. But yeah, was always at home. It was always a topic of conversation at school. It was always a topic of conversation. So that combined with like my mum's and it's not my mum, you know, I'm not it's not a blame game it's it's just the culture of of my mum's era of their diet culture was always like there's no it's no wonder that I now feel the way I do about my body and a lot of I know a lot of people listening feel exactly the same and so yeah so I grew up um yeah kind of left school and then I was desperate to lose weight so I got just did loads of cardio and yeah lost loads of weight and then and it's funny because when you lose weight or when you're smaller or when you are quote-unquote skinny it's you're deemed as more acceptable or cooler or have more of a positive status surrounded by you whereas when you're bigger or a bit chubby or fat then you have a negative connotation which if you actually think about it in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's fucking gross. That is fucking disgusting. So I, yeah, f- I'm sure you can tell by how I'm approaching this subject very cautiously because I don't find it easy to talk about at all. But it's really awful that so many of us go through life feeling like this. Um, so yeah, sorry, I'm skipping around here, but I left school lost loads of weight, just did loads of cardio and I got really slim and then, um, yeah, and then I, my weight has jumped around a little bit um, as I've grown up, like body shapes change, which nobody ever tells you about, Um, certainly not in my household, we didn't talk about it, but as I've grown older, my, you know, my hips have got wider, my waist seems to have got a bit smaller, um, my legs are a bit thicker like I've just filled out a little bit more but in a in a womanly way that I'm really embracing um I'm by no means in a happy place with my body I'd be lying if I said I was um so this is not a success story this is a this is how I feel and I think a lot of other people feel the same and I'm going to try and do something about it because it's fucking shit to feel like crap about yourself every single day and so yeah so I've been on I would say for the past 10 years on this probably longer since yeah since leaving school 16 on this journey of yo-yo dieting um juice dieting no carbs dieting only eating salads going to the gym doing cardio to lose weight and then doing weights because that's what you should do and then my body being so fucking tired because I'm lifting such heavy weight that I don't even feel healthy anymore and it's just this constant cycle of shit and I think as a society we're told that and also with the society and a mix of social media we're told that we 
should be doing all of these things and i don't know about anyone else i can get i'm you know quite guilty of taking things literally so if i see something on social media or i read a self-help book or a development book or a how to grow a better relationship with your body book i um i take things quite literally so i practice them till i probably reach burnout which is not good so i'm trying to chill out a little bit on that front but i do think we're in such an overwhelming space where health is cool and body shape is cool but what is the right balance and what is healthy for you individually um and so that's kind of what i'm going to try and figure out over the next few months and years because i don't think it's a short game but what what i wanted to talk to you about was just this constant draining energy of our mindset when it comes to food and body and the relationship we have and i think we have grown up in a i think you know i talk a lot on the podcast about beauty and things like diversity and inclusion and i think it's progressed in a lot of ways something i don't actually think has changed at all in terms of toxic toxicity is body and how we talk about it and i think that's because there's so many voices and so many opinions in the space that are quite strong um there's people who are screaming about body confidence and then there's people who are screaming about fuck everything else just calories in versus calories out and then there are people who are super skinny super you know it's clear that they're obsessed with the gym and they're obsessed with health which is fine for them but they're screaming about a healthy balanced lifestyle and I think for some people it's not achievable and so it's I'm really going to try and find and I'm going to try and take you on this journey with me of finding a balance that is right um because I do think we've grown up in a mindset of carbs are bad you can't eat fat like I even do things like I'll eat an avocado and I'm like fuck I shouldn't have done that and I can feel bad about eating a fucking avocado for about two days and it's weird like it's not it's not okay and I think it's just been so ingrained in us to count calories to not eat this to not do that and I think it gets a bit much and so we've all got this warped opinion of what we eat versus what that looks like and how that manifests into our body image and when you think about it in the grand scheme of things it's really strange um so this was more a yeah it's it's really strange and i think i would really i would really like to change the narrative in my own head of what dieting and diet culture is to find just a happy space for me um and i'll tell you a little bit about how i feel about my body um in that it i said it in the beginning it really does define my mood on that day and i think the relationship i have with food is also quite damaging um yeah, I think our mindset is is wild. I think my relationship with food is really quite damaging. I 
can restrict myself of things like chocolate or sweets or I don't really do it with bread because I really do enjoy bread and I got over that no bread stigma a long time ago but with sweets or yeah anything sweet or dessert like if I I restrict myself for so long and then I'll have a brownie or something at work and then I will go ham and I will binge and binge and binge for the rest of the day and I'll wake up the following morning and I'll feel like absolute dog shit and I'll feel so ashamed I'll hate my body I'll hate myself and I just think if I'm doing this how many other people are doing it in whatever way your self-sabotage is manifesting in you I just want to open a safe space um and yeah try and overcome it because I just I'm just yeah it's a lot and it's it's a lot when you don't have a good relationship with food and I don't know I think for some people it's a lot worse than it is for others but I don't know any of my girlfriends every woman I speak to always has some type of way and it's because it's subconsciously ingrained in us that food equals bad and that's not the case at all um it's quite opposite so I wanted to talk to you about how I feel about my body because I mentioned it at the beginning but it is I'm completely defined by it how I feel about it when I wake up in the morning is often what determines the rest of my day and again it's really shit like even now I mean I'm on video and there's cameras around and I'm in a room on my own and I feel okay but I feel like I have this weird bloated thing going on at the minute that I'm talking to the doctor about but um yeah I feel big and that's the only way I can ever describe myself I can look in the mirror and you know I go to I, to be fair I haven't been to going to the gym I'm, I am someone who goes to the gym quite a lot probably four times a week not to that's not to put pressure on anyone else to go that's just my routine it has been for a long time and more so keeps me sane and it's my mental release at the end of the day more so than anything else I'd be lying if I said it wasn't to try and keep in shape as well um but yeah I haven't really been going to the gym which is not bothering me at the minute I I'm enjoying the downtime I'm being a bit more relaxed with food I've stopped cal I've calorie counted on my fitness pal for as long as I can remember I've never missed a day not even like a Christmas day not a meal out I have tracked everything so I've stopped doing that I stopped doing that a while ago and yeah I've started to be a bit more relaxed with food and I'm not really in the gym which doesn't feel good I like to, my body feels a bit stiff I like to be moving and and feel healthy so I'm gonna try and get back into that but I've had a lot of newness going on so it's okay to have downtimes if anyone else is stressing about not being in the gym or not moving or whatever it's it's okay but yeah I look in the mirror and I look fine like my rationale the, the sensible part of my brain is like you look fine I am a size 12 I'm a standard size 12 there's nothing there's there's nothing wrong with anybody but there's nothing wrong with my body and then I get into this argument with myself of why if I know I look okay why can't I feel okay and it's because it's literally been told to me my entire life that I am big and that I'm too big. Um, so there's no wonder that 
I feel shit about myself constantly. And, you know, I talk to my parent about this and I talk to siblings and they don't understand it because they've never had that constant communication with them their entire life. Like, it's fucking draining. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that people can really relate to this, but it's, it is, it's fucking draining and it's a lot of pressure all the time to be defined by how you feel about your body. I really hope this is making sense because I am just doing a bit of a brain dump, but it's ruined so not that it's ruined like I have a really nice life I've got amazing friends I'm lucky enough to you know I'm such a foodie I've I used to travel for work so I've traveled all over I've eaten at amazing restaurants like I still do and that's my thing I'm not a huge I love wine like I can't pretend I don't but I'm not a massive massive drinker um in terms of like nights out and stuff my thing is going for food so I yeah, my thing is going for food and I am lucky enough to do amazing stuff. Where I come unstuck is I anticipate what I'm going to eat, how I'm going to feel, what I'm going to wear to feel comfortable in because God forbid if I don't feel comfortable then it just ruins my whole night and it's just, I'm obsessed with it and... I really want to try and break these habits, but it manifests into, you know, just not not having a good time. So I can be, I used to work in events and I used to go to loads of parties and trips and dinners and client meetings and site visits and travel and, and really cool stuff. And I look back and although I had a good time and it was a really big highlight career moment for me, my whole entire existence was about weight and what I looked like and what were people thinking about me. Other people's opinions is something that is massive for me. And I think, again, it's because of that constant communication when I was younger about being called names and bigger and chubby and fat and whatever else. Um, and so I am constantly thinking, if I'm having a conversation with someone and they're looking at my face thinking it's really big or it's round or are they judging me when I turn around because I'm chubby or are they gossiping about me to their friends because they think I'm overweight and actually they're not like I'm not that fucking important they're I'm not that important like they're not talking about me and equally I would never and don't get me wrong I would again I'd be lying I've changed a lot which I don't know I don't know if I've talked about this on another episode I think I have I used to be quite a bitch if I'm being honest I was not the nicest of people I would call everyone um so bossy so angry um so I used to I used to call people and I used to and that was probably me projecting because of unhappiness um but yeah I now I would never ever the thought of someone else's body or their weight would never ever even cross my mind. Um, definitely not to define someone by it. So the fact that I even think people are worrying about my weight or judging me by it, it blows my mind, but it, it is a thing. And so um, it is something I worry about all the time. I hate clothes shopping because 
nothing fits me properly and it's fucking irritating does anyone have this problem i have just sold all of my clothes on ebay also if no one's selling clothes on ebay please do it because it's great but i've just been selling all of my clothes on ebay and i've bought a whole new winter wardrobe well i'm in the process of because i bought a ton of stuff from asos just like jeans black trousers a new coat hats like just normal winter stuff and when i say none of it fits me none of it fits me like I'm someone who wears oversized black beige minimal clothing. I don't wear anything. I can wear skimpy stuff if I want to, but most of the time it's big black and oversized and minimal. And none of it fits me. Like, none of it fits me. I do have broad shoulders, so I struggle with that. And I am tall, so I struggle with that. But, like, nothing fits me. ASOS, Zara, just not doing me any favours at the minute. So, um that really upset me and it's bloody hard so I also had a conversation with my friend about this and we came to the conclusion that clothes shops are getting they're making their clothes smaller because I've gained a few pounds but nothing that would make me a size bigger um which also it shouldn't matter like your size shouldn't define you but we're in this cycle of shit so it does at the minute and that really in a nutshell is how I feel about my body like it's just something that has taken control for the longest time and I am tired by it and I want to try and change it and then there's the whole thing of comparing yourself to others which again I told you about my brother and sister when I was younger and so I don't we're so different now that my brother's if anyone has seen a photo of me and my brother we are very similar in terms of size and shape now um but my sister is still super small and petite and she's gorgeous um but so am I and I don't compare myself to her anymore because we're just completely different we live completely different lifestyles she's got a daughter um you know our jobs are wildly different we live in completely different locations so there's nothing really to compare to however I do compare myself to people in general people at events people on social media um people in shops like I do compare myself a lot um and I think everyone does which is a sweeping statement but I do think most people do and what I've been noticing lately is I spend a lot of time on social media just scrolling through like everyone else does and I come off of it at the end and I feel so drained because all I've done for the past hour or however long I've been on it is compare myself to everyone else on there. She's skinnier than me. Her skin's darker than mine. She looks good. How come she can do her makeup so much nicer than mine can, than I can? Her hair's really good. Like, how's she got a boyfriend and I don't? Like, And it's wild and I tell myself that these people are in relationships because they're skinnier than me i tell people that they've got good better careers than mine because they're if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Bodies are better than mine. Their figures are nicer than mine. Their bum's bigger than mine. Their waist is smaller than mine. And it's just fucking awful. Like, it's terrifying that... Like, it's just leaving me a bit short for words because... It's just not fun. Like, that narrative in your head is just not fun to have. Um, but, yeah, self-comparison is is wild. Like, we're all obviously completely different. We all have different genetics. We all are born into different families from different families. Like, how the fuck can we compare ourselves to one another? Like, even me and my sister... My sister's a size six. I think she's about five foot six. She's built and looks completely different to me. So if we're two people from the same family that are wildly different, with the same genetics, we've got the same parents, like everyone else, it's just mad. Like if you think about the the concept of self-comparison from a wider lens, it's really, really strange. So I try and now give myself context for stuff because, I mean, it doesn't avoid the, the self-comparison completely but it does help when you're like girl stop being crazy because that's what you're doing self-comparison is is wild I do think there is a balance there of looking at someone and finding them inspirational which I think is a really powerful word rather than comparing yourself to them I think there's a huge difference so if you are comparing yourself to other people try and get into the habit of being inspired by them rather than had a conversation with bex campbell um about this which you'll hear on the podcast as well about we didn't actually say it in these terms but being inspired by someone else's body shape and finding it achievable whether that's right or wrong i'm not quite sure um but finding it achievable rather than picking someone who is completely different to you and trying to achieve something that's just unrealistic you're just setting yourself up for a huge fail um yeah it's just not when just not fair to ourselves when it comes to bodies and I think I've just been doing a lot of reflecting on this lately because to be a woman who has body issues I'm not talking personally well I am but I'm talking more wider it's 
it's just not fair. Like, well, the world is not fair against women and their bodies. Like, it's not in. A, it doesn't work in our favor. So we have to really be conscious and aware of it and try and change the narrative for ourselves. For me, that's the only way that it's ever going to change. Um. So yeah, I'm going to try and do it. So I. Sorry, this is a bit of a negative Nancy um, episode. Well, it's not. I just wanted to offload because I've what yeah wanted to talk about bodies for the longest time and I've not known how to or plucked up the courage to. And I feel like it's been a bit of verbal diarrhea about I hope you've all kind of followed it and it makes sense. So I'm at a point now where I yeah have been in the gym for the longest time, have been on a diet for the longest time and I... I'm just so over it so I kind of want to not wipe the slate clean but I want to move forward with a bit of a different approach and try and get into a place where I'm really really happy about my body and the goal is to be healthy and a healthy weight um, and have a healthy relationship with my body as opposed to it looking a certain way um, and so I have been thinking about how to approach it and what a realistic version of happy and healthy is for me um so i'm sure if you follow me on social media this is how i'm going to go about it by the way if you follow me on social media you'll know that i am a huge fan of movement i don't care whether that's walking running skipping hopping jumping <laughs> sorry i had to do that um but in the gym pilates breathing like anything that is feeding your soul physically i am massively here for and the reason is because it wildly like puts your head in perspective and it gives your brain a release and i'm so here for so movement is my first objective and my first kind of new approach because yeah it just makes you feel good it's a mental release and also i think i've spoken about this before whether it was on a podcast episode or on a content piece i can't remember but i did have therapy and a big part of it was how to build a better relationship with your body and i think i've written it actually in a blog post um but my therapist basically said you have to build a connection between your body and your mind so if you think about your mind and your body as two separate things you have to get the two of them talking and for me a part of that involves movement and the reason is I feel like I don't know if this makes any sense but this is how I rationalize it in my brain movement is a way of showing your body respect and showing your body that it's a priority so if you're moving that's a subconscious signal to your body that you actually care about it and you love it and you respect it which then manifests itself into wanting to move and building about that going back to that building a better relationship between your mind and your body and then in terms of how often you should move i actually there's not a there's not a one size fits all we all have busy lifestyles, we're all under pressure to be doing better than we were doing or to be doing better than the last generation or to have side hustles, which I think is a bit of bullshit, but I think it's a bit crazy that we all put this pressure on ourselves, me included. Um, but 
like I've got a new job it takes me ages to get there it takes me ages to get home and the last thing I want to do once I've got home is exercise so I'm just going to try and do three times a week and then walk when I can um and that's what works for me right now in a couple of months that might completely change and so I think like just think about if you're kind of resonating with this and feeling quite aligned with it I would think about how much you can actually fit movement into your weekly schedule um, or even daily schedule if that's what you want to do um, and then what type of movement do you actually enjoy it might be swimming it might be walking it might be running with the dog like it could be it can literally be anything hot yoga is amazing if anyone doesn't do that um so yeah i would break it down by what activity do you actually like and you don't have to do it on your own like do it with friends as well um it can even be something fun like rollerblading or dancing like he's obviously trending at the minute so whatever you feel comfortable in i also i didn't pluck up the courage to do this yet but I said dancing then I would love to go to a street dance school but I just feel so, yeah I get so shy at these things but I get I feel so uncomfortable you can even hear it in my voice but I feel so uncomfortable dancing so but I would love to do it so maybe you could do something like that that you've always wanted to do um so yeah I that is my first one and then my second one is obviously well my second and then my second one is food and I actually don't think I have a bad relationship with food in terms of good and bad foods I think I've done a pretty good job at getting rid of that narrative of like carbs are bad I mean don't get me wrong I how do I even articulate this I do I eat healthy um quite a lot of the time not even for weight reasons it probably stemmed from weight reasons and like constantly being on a diet but I have I had a burger <laughs> on Saturday actually which I'll, I can tell you the story about that but I haven't eaten like I eat pizza if I want to and I don't feel bad about it I eat I just but a lot sorry I'm going really around the houses here but a lot of what I eat is in balance and I, yeah I've done a really good job of getting rid of that narrative of like good and bad foods and but my go-to choice because I've been on diets for that bloody long is usually healthy so my palate has changed like I would never eat a Mackey's not because I don't want to or off I do think a Mackey's is a bit gross to be honest but I just don't enjoy it anymore because my palate doesn't crave that like that kind of stodgy food um, having said that, like I, do, I eat ice cream, I eat pizza, like I love pizza, I eat takeout all the time. But yeah, so I, I think I've, I think I'm in a good place with food generally. What I'm not in a good place in with what I'm not in a good place is in with is the amount of food I eat and like control of consumption. So I really want to focus on getting into a good place with food and I did talk about eating a burger on Saturday I haven't had a burger for years again partly because of this diet always on a diet thing but partly because I just haven't eaten them for that long that I don't even ever crave one they're just not my type of go-to food so I had a burger on Saturday and I was feeling I went to a, a German beer market for bonfire night 
and yeah i had a burger and chips and i really enjoyed it however all day i was anxious about eating because i knew that it was going to be like hot dogs burger and fries uh chicken wings that kind of stuff um and i was like oh shit what the hell am i going to eat tonight because i'm out i want to enjoy myself and to enjoy myself i need to feel good however um i ate a burger and chips and it was really and this sounds crazy as i'm saying it but i think a lot of people will relate i felt fine i didn't feel any type of way i felt the same as i did after it as i did before in terms of how my body felt i was obviously just full afterwards but um for something that i'd stressed about all day like it really wasn't that deep and in the grand scheme of things it isn't that deep like i was out i was with my friends i had a nice time i was with one of my oldest friends um from london i've now moved to manchester so it was really nice to just hang out um and yeah i was really glad that i didn't feel a type of way about it afterwards because sometimes i can do things like that and it will completely ruin my night to a point where i go home so having a better relationship with food and just eating food in moderation is something that i really want to work on i can my next point is actually binging i spoke about it earlier but i binge obsessively so like yeah i did mention it earlier like if i eat a brownie that's not in the plan which yeah i do have a plan for food or not that i have a plan i plan to not eat bad stuff which not that i have a plan i plan to not eat like sugary sweets or nothing something that's deemed as unhealthy which again i want to get better at um not being so restrictive but i yeah i'd I'd go on these crazy binging phases of i'm so restrictive or i actually also think it's i've looked into the psychology of why people binge eat and a lot of it is about covering emotions or fulfilling trying to feel fulfilled for lack of other emotions being fulfilled what those are is a completely different topic a different episode um but i think sometimes it is a need for something else um and we fulfill it with food so um sometimes like i can go home from work i feel a bit fed up i'm tired like when i'm tired all i want to do is eat it's awful um and I just shove in as much as I can, which I used to be a bit a bit embarrassed about. Obviously, given like my past of being like called names and stuff when I was younger, and I used to be really embarrassed about it. And now I'm like, no, let's not be embarrassed. Let's own it. It's a thing that happens. Let's try and understand it, and let's try and overcome it, deal with it, and move on. And I think it's still going to happen from time to time. But a lot of newness is in my life at the minute, and so it's been happening more and more so I'm gonna try and overcome it a little bit but yeah it's almost like like an open sesame where I eat one thing that I hadn't planned on eating and then it just spirals from there and then I eat and eat and eat and then I feel sick and then yeah the next day is just not a good day so I am gonna try to do it I heard Emma Guns actually say um there's a part of your brain that tells you that you want to eat And then there's a different part of your brain that, um, yeah, there's a different part of your brain that then acts on that wanting to eat. 
So it's that part of your brain that has to, that you have to try and hold in place because the thought of eating is fine, but acting on eating when you don't need to. So this is like when you've had dinner um, at seven o'clock and then you're full, but then you, something in your head is telling you that you still need to eat at 10 o'clock at night. And it's like a burning desire to eat something like disgusting or like for me I eat I do things like I eat like four bowls of cereal before bed but what for what reason like what am I fulfilling there like it's it's for me it's self-sabotage I think um but yeah it's just something that I do for comfort and I really want to overcome it desperately um so I'm gonna really try and hold that part of my brain that tells me that I should act on going to eat at ridiculous times in the day or when I'm full I'm going to try and quieten that narrative and also I'm going to try and subcon sorry and also I'm going to try and consciously think of what other emotion am I filling when I am eating or what am I trying to that's what I'm going to do in terms of binging because the binging for me it has to stop that's the one thing that just it really devalues my self-worth and that is awful um the next thing something that i did talk about self-love in the when i first started scenes of beauty i talked about self-love loads and more recently i've kind of switched my narrative which i think is okay we all have to try things and then and then grow and implement them into our lives in a way that works for us in terms of self-love meditating manifesting all of that kind of stuff i do them on a reactive basis when I feel like I need to. Something that does really work for me that I've noticed feel more positive about myself is affirmations. So I do do affirmations every day. I do the same video every morning. I can post a link if anyone wants it, just drop me a DM. Um, and it's, yeah, self-love affirmations. And it's a 10-minute track. And it's things like, my body is beautiful, I am enough, I feel empowered, I am strong, my body is strong, my mind is strong, I am loved, I am appreciated, I am accepted, I accept myself. So it's all that kind of stuff, but it's shifting. If I have to catch my thoughts, and I I would say I'm quite good at it, I sometimes forget that it even happens, but we're so used to telling ourselves that we're like oh god you look fat or you feel gross or i feel minging today or like i don't feel good enough like why did and it's all of that awful negative narrative that you've got to try and catch you don't have to get rid of it because it's always going to be there for most of us you've got to try and catch it and be like no claire like you're not fat you're okay like let's get real you know like you don't have issues with your weight however I, I get it because we are told that we're all overweight even when we're not and then like things like BMI like my BMI is borderline overweight like on the scale and I'm not overweight like there's pictures of me on my Instagram page I'm not overweight so it's society that tells us we're overweight so it's it's changing that inner narrative and that inner dialogue for a more positive tone of voice when you're addressing and talking about yourself um, and then on that, just to expand, the next thing I'm really going to do to overcome this is just be conscious of that inner dialogue as a whole and just be more positive about yourself and 
this also ties into building that relationship with yourself and showing yourself respect, which at first I was a bit like, it's kind of weird that you think about yourself as two different people. It's almost, I think it's a bit like shadowing. If anyone's heard the, um, the episode with Rachel Joy that I did right at the beginning, she talks about shadowing. Um, and if anyone else is interested in hearing more about it, I can ask her to come back on and she can dive a bit deeper into it it is really interesting but it's almost like um yeah you're you're this is not shadowing by the way i think shadowing is like a, a visualizing a shadow of the negative um and then building a communication whereas this that my therapist taught me is your conscious and your subconscious or visually or removing your body from your mind and getting the two working together Sorry. it's like teams at work like i work in marketing so social the social team has to work with the talent team for example if the two don't work together it just doesn't work so it's almost like it is visualizing your body as something separately to your mind and getting the two of them to collaborate a lot more than what they currently are and almost treating your body as if it's not somebody else's because i don't think that's right but treating it like you would never talk to anybody else or about anybody else's body in a way that you talk about your own. So it's just, again, it's perspective and it's rationalizing things and being like, sometimes it's reflection as well. Like looking back at the day and thinking, fuck me, I've been awful about my body today. I've called it this, I've said that about it. I've looked at Sunto's body at work and told myself that hers is better than mine. And it's just not fair. So I'm really gonna try and make a conscious effort to not squash some of those thoughts to digest them and change the narrative of them um so that i can get into a bit more of a happier place when it comes to body and i mean let's face it it's self-love like it is self-love um and then the last one is um social media so i my social media is quite a happy place anyway, having said that the algorithm's crazy at the minute, isn't it? So I'm still seeing people who I'm not following um, and it's showing me things that I don't know anything about in terms of people or even topics sometimes. Um, and so I'm really gonna try and reduce my screen time. However, I do find it really hard because before I go to bed, I always end up scrolling or it's just little things like sometimes I'll go and like do a bank transfer and I end up on Instagram because it's just an automatic thing that I do. So I'm really going to try and squash some of that um, and stop spending so much time on there because I think we do it without even, for me, it's not even while I'm on it. It's when I come off of it, I feel so heavy. So I'm going to try not to, <laughs> there was no pun intended on the heavy, it was, um, I, f I literally feel drained and exhausted by it because I've subconsciously, while I've been scrolling, been talking down to myself and bigging everyone else up and it just makes you feel so shit. So I'm going to stop doing that um, and I am going to, I mean, I work in marketing, I obviously have the podcast so I have to be on Instagram every day but I am going to try and squash some of the scrolling before bed and stop comparing myself to other people. I hope this episode made sense. I feel like it might not have. And I feel like I've jumped around a bit, but I kind of, it's just been on my mind for a long time has the whole body situation. And 
I'm so over feeling crap and feeling down and feeling fat and feeling big and feeling defined by my body, my shape, my size, not fitting into clothes, fitting into clothes, like I'm over it and I really want to change the narrative for myself. So I thought, I have wanted to talk about body on here for a long time. I've also been not too scared to. It's it's something that's so close to my personality and it's so, like I've said a hundred times over, I've defined myself by it so much that I just want to end it. I don't want to be in this situation anymore and so I thought that now would be a really good time to share and talk about it. But I hope it's made sense. I hope you followed. I hope you took something away from it. If anyone wants to talk about body, because I do talk to people, like people do message me on Instagram about a lot of the topics I cover. So please do reach out and get in touch. And please do share the episode with friends and stuff because scenes is new um, and it's growing and I'm really excited for what it can become, but it can't grow to kind of, and that, yeah, that I'm really excited for what it can become. Um, and yeah, the more of you guys that are listening, the, the bigger it, it can be. So I'm really excited about it. But thank you for listening. I hope this did all make sense. And I hope you take something out of it. I hope you take something away from it. I hope it's helped. I hope you've been able to resonate with it. And I'll check in in a few months maybe to let you know how I'm going. But yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. If you like this episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic out of botulinum toxin A is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.